Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Start off with uh, Evan. You open this time, and we'll take it from there. Welcome to Toast in the Morning. Woo! Do a serious one now. (laughs) All right. (coughs) Welcome to this uh, heartbreaking episode, ASMR edition of heartbreaking episode. Well, you tried. You wanted to be serious. Here we go. You wanted to be serious, and here we are. It's heartbreaking. Oh no, Jared Goss in Detroit. I'm so upset. Well, come on, like I'm not Jared. Well, that know, as you could hear, welcome back, Chris, out of, out of popular demand. Welcome back to the next week's episode. Yeah, all, all of our fans were just, uh, you know, really begging for me to come back. I know. Yeah. All, all the girls saw your uh, at in the Instagram bio right there, and, you know, they had to come check you out. I, I got a couple thousand followers. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Got a couple of death threats. Um, wait a minute. Well, I don't think that happened. Okay. So too. Anyway. <laughs> continue from that point we got a uh, as you guys probably saw our mock draft is a little bit of botched from a trade that happened maybe 30 minutes after we finished doing our mock draft we had 48 actually to be precise. Yeah, 48. Yeah. i thought it was 42 round up round up, round up. <laughs> we had jared goff get moved to detroit along with what two first and a third if yeah. i'm not mistaken from yeah. matt stafford and if i'm matt stafford i'm living life i mean who cares like I you can argue who won, who won what, which team, but Matt Stafford is the ultimate winner out of this. Uh, Chris, I feel like you beg to differ because I've heard you say otherwise, but I think Matt Stafford is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. You kind of forget about that because Detroit's like a black hole of suck when it comes to talent. You kind of forget about players, and people really forget how damn good he is. I mean, he's even a man who's gonna praise from Aaron Rodgers, who praised nobody but himself phenomenal arm talent great pocket passer and with the weapons he has in la i think he's gonna be an mvp conversation next season so i think so to answer your your original question i think it's top 15 quarterback um 15 I, i i do think he's been stuck on a bad team i have been always over critical of him um in the sense of i just don't see how you can possibly put him top 10 or top five at all um, his stats identically line up with Jameis Winston. So I, other than completion percentage, I think it's uh, about eight points higher. Um, and again, Jameis Winston, uh, I don't think he should be a starter, but, you know, I think there's times where, like, I think next year he's going to start for New Orleans. I, I don't think they're going to draft the quarterback unless they draft Mac Jones or Trask, but we, we didn't have that in our mock drafts. But I just don't really see how you can completely say yet, yet, that he – is this great top five quarterback. Um, again, maybe I'm wrong. That's always how it goes. I'm either right or wrong. Um, I actually, my gut tells me that I am going to be wrong and that he is going to flourish in LA. And, you know, I think he's a great guy. Uh, you know, seems to be a good leader. Um, I know in that game years ago against the Browns at home, he played with, a, I think, like a separated shoulder mm-hmm. you know, to win the game. So I have nothing but the utmost respect for him, but I just don't think you can really say right now, he just hasn't won. And I understand the talent may not always be there, but it's not like he didn't have nobody's on the team, you know? Um, Cause I know the argument with Jameis Winston was, well, he had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Scotty Miller. So how can Bruce you really Arians as your head coach? Yeah. So it's like, how, how can you, 
compare that to Matt Stafford and look what Matt Stafford did, which I, you know, I agree. It's a really good point. Um, at the end of the day, you know, he started off with Megatron, which, which is pretty big. Um, and, and now, uh, who's it? Uh, with Galladay and um, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones thank Even you. Hawkinson too. He stepped up. And, and I will say, so, so Hawkinson and, and not to get derailed too, too much, but Hawkinson, the first year, as a rookie year, didn't really look too good. And this year, he had a really good year. So if I'm a Detroit fan, you can't just say be optimistic because they've had a Jared Goff. But the reason the reason you got two ones and a three wasn't because of how great Matt Stafford is. It's because of the contract of Jared Goff. No other team would ever pick that up. And and, and that's a that's a big thing. Um so or- or right what are you gonna say no i was like or is it like a perfect like mesh of like the demand that mcveigh holds like like the praise that he holds for Stafford and that he's willing to give up that much i mean it's it's clearly both you know i'm i I think at the very least i think stafford was let's agree he's a one and a three for sure but i mean you really look at it you swap quarterbacks who's a, you know, 30-something-year-old quarterback for a 20-something-year-old quarterback. Obviously, Stafford, I think, is is better than Goff, um, even though Goff's been through Super Bowl. But that's the debate for another time. Um, and then with in terms of the picks, one and three, I'll give them. But I think there's an extra one because of that contract. I mean, that contract was really bad. Um, and so I know we talked about it either last podcast that you guys had me on for, or we spoke about it together as friends, but there's a lot of flack with the Rams um, saying uh, they don't have first round picks for the next couple of years. And how are they going to have a future and look at the Seahawks. Now I know they haven't won. Uh, what was it since 2015 or whatever mm-hmm. year it was, but they haven't used the first round draft pick in I think seven or eight years and they constantly make the playoffs. Um, obviously you want to get to that Super Bowl. That should always be the goal. Uh, I, I rather, so someone asked me this question earlier this year and it said, well, would you rather in a decade, would you rather go to the playoffs 10 times and, and not win or go to the playoffs once and win a Super Bowl? And I said, go to playoffs once and win a Super Bowl easily. Um, and that's a pretty easy as a Giants fan too, because that's exactly what's happened to us at course, this point. <laughs> so I think for both teams, it actually worked out pretty well. Um, Detroit, I mean, they do have a decision to make. You know, I was still thinking about it uh, when I went to sleep that night. And I was like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily count out them draft not – I wouldn't count out the lines of drafting quarterback. Like, put the pressure on golf. Say, like, hey, man, listen, if you're not working out here, we have a guy to replace you. Mm-hmm. And they now have the future picks. Obviously, it's not for this year. But they're saying, you know, we have the future. We have some core guys we're, gonna, we're going to want to re-sign. So let's, you know, let, let's figure it out here. Like, let's see if you're the re- de- real deal. I forget and, his name, but their head – I really like their head coach. If you saw him, how he was speaking. Campbell. He, he seems like one well of those – like we always said, like our uh, like our Joe Judge, Blind Flores type guys where he's just a hard you nose. Do you want to like, save that for when we talk about head coaches? Head coach. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Save. We'll deep dive yeah. into it a little bit. But it seems like for the first time in a while, things are going in the right direction in Detroit. 
the yeah. picks are there, okay. the coaches coming along. Once again, there's always been a lot of false hope in Detroit, but it's I think that's easy better. to say. I think that's easy to say when there's a new head coach. It's like, oh, everything's great now. Well, yeah, no, like, not everything's great, but it's like, okay. Like, I, I'm like, okay with it. Well, yeah. Have some picks. I, I mean, again, not this year, maybe not next year, but it's like, you know, if you if you hit on some draft picks, they, they could be pretty good. And, and I hate to say it, Obviously, every year you want to be, you want to make the playoffs. Every year you want to win a Super Bowl. That that should always be the goal. But Detroit has just been they've just been not good for for so long now. Yeah. And I think they need to kind of like what the Bills did, bring the culture back, win a playoff game, know what it feels like to win, know what it feels like to win a big game. So I mean, when was the last time they were in a big playoff game against Dallas? When did they make? The, did they make it like a earlier like the 2010s? I think I think they made it like one. It was year. when they played Dallas, and there was that BSPI call or whatever yeah. it was. Um. So you know, new era for them. If I'm Detroit, I'm like, all right, we're not gonna be good the next two years, but you know, let's see what we draft and see if we can muster up something. So, and yeah, and also identity. Oh, I think that's what they don't have one. Yeah, so. yeah, and also the um, their GM Brad Holmes. He's actually from the Rams organization. If you don't know that, so little connection there. Maybe deal. for all you know, maybe there's a fire lit under Jared Goff's ass. I mean, for God's sakes, the man went from the sunny state of California, nice you know pool in the backyard in LA, and now you went to. Detroit. I mean, people are like, oh, the you know the downtown's not too bad. It's kind of nice and spots. I'm like, no, but no one wants to play in Detroit. It's well, it's gotten better, I guess, but it's still Detroit. It might be the worst city when it comes to like where people want to live and stay and play. It's cold. It rains. It's and it has the worst. It has the worst sports franchises too. Yeah, it's just it's just no fun. I mean, your team dumped you. You're going to Detroit. There's well, nothing seems to. I think this is bold now. I think Jared Goff could very much go to die in Detroit. This could be, you know, the end of his. He went to school in at Cal, so this is. I know it's stupid, but and I know they they play in a dome, but this could be a, a big difference for him too with the attitude, because out west it's a lot more relaxed. And I, again, I know they ran out of patience with him. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know, there's a little bit more pressure to win here. It's kind of like the yeah, Giants, he, like the Cowboys. Even though they're not the best, there's an expectancy at a higher level. And, and oh. especially in Detroit, they love their football. And if you don't perform right away, you're, you're going to get some flack. So I, I want to see, A, if he caves in and if the production decreases, or B, if, you know, that happens – you know, he just can't respond to the criticism. So I mean, think about it. He went from like the best case scenario possible in LA with the weapons, the young, talented head coach, the beautiful state to just everything seems to be going wrong in Detroit, new head coach weapons, a little shaky. You just don't know what you're going to get from him. And then on top of it, you kind of forget that Jergoff quietly got benched at the end of last season. I mean, People like he had a thumb injury. I get it, but for God's sake, when he, he came in, had to play like the last three quarters of that game, he looked pretty damn healthy to a lot of people. Even, I even think, the divisional round, too. 
exactly. I think that thumb might, I'm not doubting that thumb was tweak, but I think he was healthy enough to play. Like if that was a higher tier quarterback, they would have been playing in that game. And I think they want to see what their backup quarterback had. And they really didn't think they had, I think they, they thought that their backup quarterback had more of a shot of winning than Jared Goff. Yes. He is more of a spark. John Wolford, mm-hmm. just a little more dynamic. Yeah. And like, I was about to like hit the points that you said, Pete, about like, don't forget, like when he came out as a rookie, he was like already labeled a bust. Like he sucked. He mm-hmm. didn't even, he, he sat behind Case Keenum before the Case Keenum had that magical run with the Vikings. So, and he was playing under Jeff Fisher, which did not end well for him. And it felt like McVay was the perfect, perfect uh, coach. And, you know, it's, yeah, everything's got to be perfect for him. And one thing that's a question mark is not even just the weapons, in my opinion. It's the O-line, because that guy's a statue in the pocket. And, oh, my God. I mean, yeah, his game is as vanilla as it comes to me. Sorry. Like, Jared Goff's game as a quarterback, yeah. I mean, it's just bland. It's nothing special. The average arm strength can make some decent throws, but nothing over out of the ordinary. And has that like, questionable decision making. He's he got he got nervous against the New York Jets. Like I wouldn't like, be mad if I had him in my quarterback room. I mean, like it, it gets a lot worse than Jared Goff, but he doesn't have as high of a ceiling as a lot of these he, guys. You know what you're getting with him. You're getting mediocre quarterback play, nothing higher, nothing too much lower. And it's just and I think he he does not have good intangibles and good mentals, in my opinion, because it feels like he needs to have he needs to have he needs to Everything. coast off of the high high confidence if it doesn't i don't see i barely see any comebacks from him in my he's opinion. a game manager not it's even cool. i guess so but like even that he just needs like he needs like the, those big spark plays to like boost his confidence and he so he can make plays because the jets they it wasn't happening what happened they lost it's mm-hmm. funny that you said this because i i wanted to say it a little bit prior before but you guys segued right into it so i remember watching the first game that the Rams played the season against the Cowboys. Um, and again, Cowboys every year, great defense, great on paper, but injuries, you know, some whatever. You go. But I was watching the game and I noticed, I mean, they would run screens like every three plays. Mm-hmm. I'm a big screen guy. Uh, I think if done well and correctly can, you know, chunk up a lot of yards. But it didn't seem like that. It was seemed more like a – relying on because he cannot throw the ball down the field and it's interesting to me because in the Super Bowl run that they had he wasn't bombing the ball down the field but he was throwing you know these 15 to 20 yard passes like it was nothing and now you kind of watch it and you know is it a mental thing is it the thumb is it the pressure what is it and, and throughout the year, it consisted of, and, and going back to what Evan said, uh, he, him needing the spark plays, the spark plays were only screens. They were under Robert Woods or Cooper Cup or, or, or these quick outs or something that the, the wide receivers would do the work. And so, again, not taking credit away, the passing yards still go to Jared Goff. But at the same time, it's he's not really doing the whole, all, all the work. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Again, Got to know your strengths. I get that. But I think it just comes down to a point of, well, maybe he's just not that great. And so, yeah. you know, I, I don't really think he's a top five or, or even really top 10 quarterback in the league. But at the end of the day, I he's been to Super Bowl. 
he clearly, again, you look at that Rams team, that was a great Rams team. It still is a great Rams team. In my opinion, I think they should be the favorite in the NFC to, to go to the Super Bowl next year, uh, especially with the addition of Stafford. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, I just uh, – Detroit doesn't doesn't seem like it's going to work out too well. Yeah. Again, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, the, the only, oh. things that only the, the us, the viewer, can see from the outside in, it doesn't look good. The only – uh, way I can see this working out for Jared Goff is him mentally being like, all right, let's do it. Cause apparently like there was, I saw like a tweet that said like from a quote that said like, Oh, I'm happy to be somewhere that they want they me. Him. Yeah. So like maybe that could be a spark plug in it's some like way. Exactly. Yeah. And so where it's like, I can elevate some of these guys and be more confident in my play. And yeah, I I saw when the Rams played Miami this year, and I saw just the confidence was just, and and, and all the and the play calling was very, a lot of uh, yeah, screen passes flat. It's like yeah. places of flats, like and some run plays as well. So there's yeah the lack of trust. And to I want to talk quickly about the Rams. This like has really uh, shortened the amount. Like it's really shortened like. The leeway, the window, the window yeah. yeah. And there is, like, this has got to work for McVeigh. He can't have another nine and seven season. This is a like, do or die season. Exactly, exactly. He's really just like, okay, this is what we need. And, you know, it's a big risk. And he, they're going to lose some players. John Johnson, the safety's on the market, and he's a pretty solid safety. I know it's not. can't pay all those players. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I thought of this earlier today. I'm like, had, did the Rams kind of panic after the the Super Bowl loss by like by like overpaying for Jalen Ramsey to be like I, we need something up here's Jalen Ramsey let's go get him like did they I, mean, I would like, still have gotten out and gotten Jalen Ramsey because as really much as people, for that like, price for, for so much I mean you could say he's the he's best cornerback player. I think there's other guys that are better in my opinion but I he's a top three top five cornerback no matter what but, he will take receivers out of the game. But they traded Marcus Peters, who's looked really good, who's actually a really good corner, mm-hmm. and they got nothing for him. So it's like I don't know, if you, and and that's not really. Well, didn't he have locker room it, issues too? Yeah, that that's true. That's true. But so you replace another locker room issue with another locker room issue with a little bit more prominent, like I, I don't know, who's a little bit more polarizing. Um, but it seems like I he's kind like of learned a little bit. Ramsey doesn't have as many locker room issues. I think he's more of like an external problem. Like he has problems with guys from other teams. I don't really hear too much of him fighting with guys within That's the organization. True. I guess so, so, yeah. So you guys know me. My favorite thing in the world is player development, uh, drafting, scouting, whatever it is. I look at it as there's two ways to build a team. You build a team through the draft and you polish with free agency or you try to get only a little bit through the draft and you try to not spend a lot of money for agency until the time is right where you have the most and then go and uh, splurge. And that's kind of what the Rams did. Uh, again, certain draft picks went their way. Got to give credit Aaron Donald, the you know, prime example. Um, and then you can tell that the Super Bowl run, they bought a lot in free agency. They didn't just polish, they bought a lot. Uh, yeah. On the defensive side, especially. Forward. 
just Adamican Sue. Adamican Sue as well. So, you know, this isn't cheap stuff. This is a lot of powerhouse guys. And let's be real, there's a reason they don't get re-signed. Whether it's maybe the play that you don't see off the field stuff, whatever. Um, yeah. So basically with this school of thinking for the Rams, the heat was already on a high burner. Now the pans off the stove and the fire's almost out of control. So they're yeah. in a do or die circumstance to win. I give them two years. If they don't win either this year or next year, you can kind of say it's fair because you can tell some of those players are going to have patience. But for now, yeah. I'm sure a lot of them are very not happy, but they're probably like, all right, I didn't have the most faith in golf. Now I have a lot of faith in Stafford. Seems like a great quarterback. Let's, you know, let's. He'll let's definitely go. Sh- yeah. Or, or I'm, yeah. I'm leaving soon. I don't want to. really. You know, I'm really excited to see play under Matt Stafford is Cooper Cup. Because a lot of people like Robert Woods. Like, he, I mean, he's a phenomenal receiver, but I'm a big fan of Cooper Cup. And I think Matt Stafford is going to make a lot out of him. I mean, he's played phenomenally under golf and other past quarterbacks. I just love him as a route runner. And I could see that really opening up. I could see him almost taking like a Thielen role and being like a real top receiver next year. Yeah. Needless to say, the Rams will be a top pick in Matt next year for many people. Oh, God. Those kids are the worst online that play with like the Saints and oh my god, the Ravens. Yeah, I'll use the Giants and they'll use like the Rams or the Chiefs. It's like, oh, great. You know what the I play with like the Jaguars. I was playing against <clears> the Saints. I'm like, wow, you're so good at the game. Or you just play with Tampa Bay. My bad. I was like, oh. <laughs> but on that are, note, are, are, are we supposed to feel bad for you, Pete? Yes, actually, you I should. The, I mean, I'm not. I'm not that good at the game, so it'd be nice to get some help. Cheese beater. <laughs> the cheese. Doesn't matter. I run a cover seven. I can't fucking stop this guy. This sounds like a terrible idea. Why would you run a cover seven? I can't. I could have like fifteen guys on the field. I still can't stop you. Because you blitz every play. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. <laughs> I never See? blitz because no one gets there. But this guy has like I don't blitz when my guys get th- to use. This so guy sorry. has all the old linemen in the world, and I still don't get it. Mm-hmm. You suck. We're playing our we're playing our rebuild franchise now. It's actually it's a, it's a good time to have. Uh, he almost made it through the last game. Yeah, it's a good time for you, man. We ran, <laughs> ran five plays for five touchdowns, and I ran I think really? forty five plays for a touchdown and a field goal. So and three yeah, interceptions. What? Yeah, I said and three interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> but on that mark, how do you think the value? of this trade is going to impact Deshaun Watson. Because like Chris was saying, a lot of people look at this and be like, oh, what's Deshaun Watson worth now? Three, four first-round picks. And they kind of forget a lot of this was also built into the fact that Jared Goff's contract was so large and Detroit was taking it on. So I wouldn't be surprised if you get a, a comparable deal for Deshaun Watson. So I don't think it's going to be as skewed as something like the Stefan Diggs trade compared to the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Because I think that was just a robbery, um, but you know, the Stefan Diggs trade. I still think the, the, the Hopkins trade. Oh my bad. I think they're asking for what, like two ones, two twos, and two defensive starters. I I'm mean, sorry, that's I'm not paying. I'm not, You're not paying. getting that. No, You're not no getting that. Team is ever going to do that. Did you, did you see Colin Coward's uh, prediction? No. Uh, like they like he said like a mock like if the Raiders would want to trade. Uh, it was Carr, two first, I think like a second, and also Darren Waller. 
No. And I'm like, no, are you kidding me? I, I mean, know, I know. I, you... I, I don't know. It was like I want to bring up because Colin Coward, I watch his show and he's great, but also his takes suck sometimes. Now that I think about so... it, I wouldn't be mad if I'm so if I'm Oakland and I'm sitting there, right? I have Marcus Mariota Sentiment, who I still think could be a start in the league personally. I mean, he hasn't had a real shot. He's had some problems, but anyways, that's not the point. He really? could be a bridge. No, for you. no. Here, hear me out. No. In the world. He's. I'm no. saying he's. He's. No. But that's not the point. No, he, no. Hear me out. Let me finish my sentence. No. I said to bridge a year to bridge a year, but that's not the point. We'll get to that. Let's Fine. say you but send, no. but not even that point. Like you send Derek Carr <laughs> and some trades, some picks to get Deshaun Watson, or even sending him to another team trying to get a receiver, a skill position to try and bridge a year or something like that, and then drafting a quarterback. I wouldn't be mad at that either. You could really send – like, that's a ready-to-go team if you plug in Deshaun Watson. The, like, but, if you put Deshaun Watson Raiders? in – If you put Deshaun Watson in Oakland, they're winning no. 10 no. games. Yeah, no, but no they're not. But you're no. taking out their biggest threat of uh, no. receiver. Basically, I know Waller's a tight end, but not Waller, not including Waller. Well, I, well, well, well it's, it's more of like a mock, like like we can sending... just get rid of Waller because that, that's a terrible just thing by by the cop. Co- 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 just add Deshaun Watson that they're going to win. I no, think no, I don't think so. I think, I I think, think they're so. an immediate playoff. No, 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 they're not. I think they'll go to the did, playoffs. Did you, okay, but do you they see their defense? Out. Do you see their defense? Like they need those picks to pick in the defensive side. Like who, who's playing linebacker? But that's fair too. That is fair, because like, like that guy, the, the, the guy with the growl fit right there. I'll like, take like a hundred k salary. Don't worry. Like I'll, just... <laughs> I'll, I'll play for free. Play under. Why play under. Why would you play under Chucky? CTE for free. That sounds like a good time. Okay, I made like five bucks. <laughs> but how, how about I the medical expenses? How about that? I I would send car two for two ones and a two. No problem for Deshaun. Oh, if if I was the Texans, I would take that in a heartbeat. I would, why would the, why, why, why would the Raiders do that? Why would the Raiders do that? Why would Sean Watson is winning football for another decade? That's true, but also and it brings in free agents for the next years, future years. I, I don't even think Derek Carr was the problem in Oak in, Oakland. Sorry, Oakland fans it was really the problem. It was I thought it was coaching with I games, keep saying but, Oakland, but, yeah, yeah. It they should be in Oakland still. I mean, but that's, that's years the point. Ago when they made the playoffs. And he broke his back, his leg, right? His leg, whatever it was. I mean, I thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were the favorite. They were favorites. Was that 2016? Yeah, it was Jack Del Rio. 16 is the last yeah. time I was happy as a football fan, honestly. It's been pain ever since then. It almost made that playoffs <laughs> that year somehow. So did the Giants. But we don't speak about those things. Ben McAdoo, baby, but. Dolphin fans should I don't know. I don't, do that as well. I don't think Deshaun Watson's really going to – I really don't see a way he can move this offseason because no team is willing to pay no. as much as they want for him. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You don't, don't, want to play. don't play. I, I saw this tweet. I think it was – I saw this tweet, and it was like a screenshot of an, of an article about uh, Brett Favre when he, was with, when he was with the Packers, obviously. It was about an instance where – uh, the Packers didn't get Randy Moss, and he went up to Ted Thompson, rest in peace, and said that trade me. I want to leave. I want to get out of here because they didn't get Randy Moss. But what happened? He stayed for another six, seven seasons, and lost six, like, seven NFC Finals. That's true as well. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he's leaving. I really don't. 
Yeah, that's like we we're saying before. Rogers not going anywhere either. Yeah. That's that's the guy that's in. Yeah. What would you get for Aaron Rodgers well, if you tried to move him? It would just be yeah. Absurd. Well, th- yeah, they're gonna max. Just gonna max him out, and people will be like, yeah, we're not gonna offer him. Well, it's funny. I know we talked about this last time. I think <laughs> San Francisco would be a perfect place for Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. I think that's a that's a Super Bowl winning team if you put him there, but he it'll yeah, never healthy too. It'll never get done. The Green Bay would rather him sit on the bench till he retires than trade him. But yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's true. So, Deshaun, enjoy Houston. I wouldn't be mad depending on the deal. Like we we're talking about this, the max I would like if I'm the New York Giants to pay for Deshaun Watson, I would go only as far as sending. Angram two ones and like maybe a four or five. If they did something like that, I would be okay with that. I'd be, I'd be saying I'd be like I am happy with it. Or like, no, my bad. Let's say just... here's the thing with the Giants. The last time they made the playoffs in 2016, it's what I talked about before. They they bought in free agency. When you go through their players, the chunk of their defense was free agency. They got a lot of hate to the beginning of the season. They paid a lot of money for Olivier Vernon, Janoris Jenkins, DRC. A and they all didn't really perform. A lot of first team all pros that didn't make as so, much of like a roster the next year. So my ridiculous. thing is for the first time in over a decade, in about a decade, they finally have somewhat of a future or a direction you can see. Don't give it away now. Is Dino Jones okay. the answer? I don't think oh, so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, this but is a question for you too. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to turn into Eli Manning. Eli Manning in his first two years was atrocious. Atrocious. Mm-hmm. Got to give him some weapons. Agreed. Again, I'm a, I'm a believer. Build it inside out, not outside in. Front seven, defense, offense. Need to, they need that. So then go draft that. You, you don't need Deshaun Watson to scrape out nine and seven. If you can get it done the right way and go 11 and five and, and have a future still, I'm like, okay, here we go. But now it's like, okay, we traded for Deshaun Watson. We're nine and seven. We still don't have a wide receiver. We don't have a defense still. We couldn't pay anyone because you had to make room for your contract. We let go of Evan Ingram, although I think he sucks. Or you just stop working here. I'll be nice. And now you don't have a future. So now what? Exactly. You're eight and eight, nine and seven, and you're maybe making the playoffs. I feel that's how Evan felt the same way with making the move from shifting from two one to Watson and dumping him, giving up the two ones exactly. to. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. Twist does a future, but yeah, it's, it's like, the yeah. Same yeah. Well, he's not going anywhere, so he's not going. They're that, that, not. Look, did, yeah. did you have a question? Me. Yeah, I thought you said you were going to ask a question. Don't have one. Top of my head. Well, you got a question? Tough guy? <laughs> Whoa. Easy. Easy. But you can go ahead of what you were saying. Uh, you're t- no, you're no, just talking just, about Miami. No, yeah. I was just talking about, yeah, I don't. I want Tua. I still want Tua. He's my guy. Simple yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Also, like. Okay, I guess I'll talk about Miami quickly about Tua. Why does the media suck? Like he was on the Dan Patrick show, and of course, like Dan Patrick's like giving him like he's like, like he's like making like 
he's like a 13 year old, like a 12, 13 year old. Like, Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's like throwing like softball question, like bull crap. Like, Oh, I don't know if I should buy uh, your two dolphins Jersey. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Dan Patrick. It's like, shut up. Like, like no one watches your show anymore. We can make like, a compilation of like Evan rage, Miami dolphins moments. And just like assemble them into like a segment. It's hysterical. But you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. Even in your own household, you get the two of slander and you just can't escape it. I know. I know. Right. But he's the guy. He's. You think he's, he's do you future. think he's like. What? 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 I don't know. I don't no, think no, as no, much speak, you please. say he's the future just yet, but he is. You can't is Daniel Jones the future? Daniel Jones the future? No. Yeah, shut up. We, we, yeah, shut up for five seconds. Up. What are you Stop. talking about? No, 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 no. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be I'm quiet, not, Eli. You can't say that Tua is the future yet, but I'm not saying you should jump ship with him. Well, yet. they've committed to him. They've brought in his. They brought in a, a new quarterback coach. They've have. They have a coach. So they have the a new offensive coordinators. <laughs> well, 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 well so yeah. Cause well, it took it from my. Well, okay. Well, no. They they brought in a, a quarterbacks coach, uh, Charlie Fry, who's worked with Tua in like those Elite Eleven camps. Okay. All right. And he's and you also have two offensive coordinators. They brought in, uh, they have co-offensive coordinators now in George Gossi and Eric Studsfield, who are internal uh, position positional coaches. So mm-hmm. they've worked with them and they've know they know him for this past season, and now they're going to try to build around him. And they don't have a coordinator that's going to work with only Fitzpatrick. So mm-hmm. simple as that. Okay. Any final notes on some NFL talk? I guess we're, oh, we're wrapping up NFL talk right now. What? No, I'm just saying that. Do you have any fire? Because I, I want to talk about the new NCAA game. I want I want to talk about some college a little bit. We can talk about that. That game doesn't come out for years. I know, but it's just, it's just it's just the principle in general. I'm just very excited for that game to come out. That's just me personally. I mean, the, that game was so much fun back in the day, and I'm just hoping it's just not like you, a reskin. I mean, you barely played a singles down of that game. I, I would no i would play with my brother because i wasn't allowed to have online that much so i'd play with my younger brother and sometimes i would turn off his controller and just play single player but yeah no that game the last time i played oh, you play I, the campaign the campaign what is this is you, should, you did a single you said, no, you said single player that's why no but say i wasn't playing like i was playing with my younger brother and I said, okay relax a tough guy like let's let's get that hand here but did you see what Joe Burrow said about that was pretty cool? He was like, they, they really had to bring this game back, and I just graduated. I think yeah. they should do something cool, like a cover of like all the past Heisman Trophy winners, like like an assembly kind of thing, just to give it well, like they, they kind of already did that with like Barry Sanders and RG3. So I don't need the attitude from you. Yo, this guy's a fake fan, bro. <laughs> oh my god. But no, it's just gonna be pretty sorry. Cool. If no, it's I'm a res- I think the game is gonna get a lot of hate if it's a reskinned Madden. If it's a reskin Madden, it's one thing, but they have to add like more meat and potatoes. And like they need an in depth dynasty mode, like uh, Road to Glory mode. It's got to be a team builder, like customizable stadiums. Like it's got to be like in depth to like. I mean, as long as like, EA's okay. putting this game out, it's like. Well, okay. So they, it came out and said that like it's going to take two to three years to make. So it seems like that there's, it seems like they're going to build this from the ground up. And that's fair. They'll probably they'll probably bring in some of the old guys that made the college football games. So people that actually care about the product. So 
You know they're going to have some cheesy-ass ultimate team vibe, something well, paid. Well, 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 there was, well, there was that in NCAA, double, NCAA football 14. They had ultimate I mean, team, it's, too. You know, I get it, but it's taking, like, a complete shift in, like, like, Madden. Now, if you go to play ultimate team on Madden, it's just an absolute disaster to me because the more money you oh, spend, the better your team is. Like, don't get me wrong. You can, like, sweat out games, but when you have play against guys that have, like, 99 overall God squads, they stole their mom's credit card. It's just unplayable. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just I, I agree. No, I agree, but – so if you want to avoid that, let's put some more depth in some of the other game modes. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we only play franchise on Madden. Di- yeah, <laughs> we, di- we need in-depth dynasty mode. We need in-depth uh, road to glory, in-depth uh, customization for team name for uh, stadiums and customizable uniforms, like like you the team builder stuff back in the day. I know this is a little bit of a side note, but you know what I'm looking forward to? MLB the show. And that's coming. And Xbox, Xbox. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting that the day it comes out. I've been waiting to. I played the the show on my brother's PlayStation a little bit just because I love the game so much, and it's. uh, I'm I'm ecstatic. I don't know. Hey man, Mobile Seven the show with David Wright. It's the best. Wait, wait till Tev Hawk hits the field as a uh, as a as a righty third baseman. (laughs) Chris, like I can't anymore. I'm gonna have to leave. I'm gonna have to leave the meeting. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me give you a little. <laughs> oh, Whoa, my God. Got... <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, this guy's funny, man. This guy's really funny. This Carlo guy's funny. On, on the actual video, does it say our names in the bottom corner? I don't think it did, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. The one thing I'm hoping is that the chat wasn't showing the first, like, half of the video because I had it open I, on my I, screen. I don't think I, that's how that works. I think it will only show the screen. That's good. You know, if we have the chat, it is what it is. Yeah, but I think it only has the screen. So unless, like, I don't know, you screwed it up, screwed up the recording somehow. I never mess it up. But, don't worry. All right, all right, Mr. Perfect. All right. Uh, I guess we want to go into the head co- new head coaches if you want. Can I – actually, we'll hit it later. I want to, I want to ask you a quick question. What do you think all about right. – the uh, the Mets a little bit because they've had a little bit of an internal affairs debacle going on. I mean, Mets you got your your owner now has got a, is already making apologies and you haven't even fielded a team yet. What was it? What's going on, Evan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Yeah, because they're an expansion team. They haven't fielded a team yet. My bad. I'm, t- I'm talking um, about under their new owner. I mean, he's a big stock guy. There's a lot of drama going on in the market lately, and apparently he's had some issues. With I love it. Bring I love it. What do you got? No, I love it that it's like. Oh my God, They're, they got to get rid of this owner guy from the Mets. Like, oh my he's God, like, how, did he, how, how did he get the job in the first place? Like, he's a hedge fund manager. He's, like, he's, he's got had, money. He's got money. What do you think? He also, made. Yeah. Apparently, he bailed out like someone. He, like, he paid like two, he lost like $2 billion or something, but that Tim's like pocket change. Um, Isn't he worth like, oh, like, like $30 like, billion? $14 billion. Yeah. Sorry, he's poor. But, yeah, sorry. I thought um, I was a decent, like, chunk. But, <laughs> decent chunk. He's he's the he's the wealthiest fucking uh, owner in owner ever. in baseball ever. Right? Uh, I, I I think is it ever? It might be honestly. Who cares? Um, I, the thing is, like, what you think he made his money by following the rules for these guys? Billionaires are assholes. We think like, <laughs> come on, like Jerry Jones was, you know. Was working at the Salvation Army all year, you know, and that's how he yeah. made his money. 
Robert Kraft was, you know, get, donating his time away. Robert Kraft was, you know, he donated his time at the finesse- massage parlor. Yeah, Ro- Robert Kraft was finessing people and hiring hookers. Like, who exactly? And, and also, if you like, if the MLB didn't want Steve Cohen to own the base, uh, own the Mets, they had the he chance to vote. They, they had the they had the chance to in the fall, and they all voted him. Yeah, they gave him approval. Real. The main job as that owner is you got to be the pockets. Like, I know I get all the culture and all and stuff like that, but he's got deep pockets, and I feel like more than makes up with anything. Then people forget about it in like two days. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think like when you get, if they like sign Trevor Bauer, people will be like, whatever. Because they, they got a real shot too. Exactly. But it's just like the off the field stuff. It's like, it was like right after the Lindor trade mm-hmm. that like, it was like, we got Lindor. We got Carlos Carrasco. This we got it. This is good. And then the whole GM situation with that guy's a loser. That guy's an absolute loser. That guy's a that's not his absolute squid. All right. And now with Mickey Callaway with all those mm-hmm. allegations, if you oh my god, it's like and <laughs> it's like it just always it just circles around. It doesn't matter. It's and although I, I'll say like. With, with the with the old the Jared Porter stuff, the old GM, that stuff, that wasn't really a Met thing. Yeah, they probably could have had a more of a thorough background investigation, like FBI investigation, like really crack down. But like yeah. it, it, that was really like a Cubs situation. Like like the Cubs knew about that because that was happening during the Cubs, and that might have happened with the D backs too. Because I think because he went to the Arizona after, so like that was like. People kept that under the rug until he got the the Mets the Mets job. The Mickey Callaway stuff, that's like that's probably like that's Indian stuff and that's also like Mets stuff. So you can put the Mets yeah. in that situation this too. This just got me so excited for baseball in general. I'm just real excited for nice spring weather. If possibly ballparks open up, I've been wanting to go to ballpark for like the past year now. I mean, and I also think this could be a, this is a real make or break season for the MLB. They had record low numbers all through last season. I mean, the sports have been struggling in general. As much as I love it, I mean, I think the GM, not the GM, the um, commissioner is absolutely sure. abysmal. I hate well, he him. Sucks. He sucks. He's the, he's the worst commissioner in sports. Body. He's the worst commissioner uh, in sports. I think he does nothing but terrible things for the game. He's like one of those old heads that's sitting there like, no, you can't ever change anything because, you know, it's got to keep it the way baseball is. It's like, oh, no, no, he's the complete opposite. He's the complete opposite of that. And then you're sitting here watching the NFL, you know, the Telenzi games on Nick, getting younger audiences involved, making the game exciting for people. It's like the base, the game in baseball is not only for people over the age of 65. And it's just, I, I think this year is one of those where it's like, if they don't change something soon, it's going to hit like hockey levels of bad. And I really don't want to see that for the game. So hockey is a good example too. It's not that popular in the U.S. Popular sport. But diehard fans. But there's diehard fans. Um, yeah. So I think Baseball's more, the same way. There's more fans, I think, in baseball than hockey. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, you're starting to see a shift from gradually, not not huge uh, contact sports to less contact sports. So I think you're kind of seeing more people play baseball. Um, we saw think, Kyler Murray brought up the discussion big time when he was coming out. Yeah, college. and it's a big thing. And again, your life, choose what you want to do, but you're seeing where parents gear their kids toward baseball, less contact. Um, but so NHL this year, shortened season only playing division games. I mean, they're basically wars every game. I want to watch that. 
That's exciting. Oh, yeah. The Canadian division is the best division by Baseball, far. I don't want to sit through 162 games. I don't want to do that. I think I it's just a thing, no one, well, well, no one I does. I am a more casual baseball fan. I am. When the playoffs come, I'm all for it. I'm watching it. Because every time somebody gets on, it's like, oh, my God, this can change the game. This can change the playoffs. But in the regular season, it's like, this doesn't matter. There's that, you know, okay. you know, I'll throw it on in the background while I'm doing something else, but I'm not paying attention. Like, obviously, for different reasons, football has less games. But when you play those games, every week makes a tremendous difference in or out, you know, divisional games, stuff like that. It'll never happen. Baseball never cut that many games off. Maybe they do cut off a little bit, but with the salaries and the amount of money that's coming to these people's pockets, they'll never cut games that season. It just won't happen. I'll never see it happening. But I mean, I would never be mad at like a 120 game season or maybe more, but I'm saying that once again, never will happen once you start taking money out of the pockets of franchises, owners, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Well, it's just impossible. And even, even the, like, the players like don't how- want short and they're, they're getting big paychecks to play these games. Uh, I don't know. And also it may, it keeps players around longer too. you play less games. You don't have pitchers getting Tommy John as often. You see like Tanaka was a huge example because you pull up the stats when he pitched multiple times in a week, that second game was always abysmal for him. He would come out that second game in the week and throw, give up five runs in six innings and he'd get, it just be, it'd be a disaster. And then you look at the answer. It's like, Oh, he pitched once in the 10 day span and he let up, you know, one inning, three hits over seven innings. It's like, where was this the whole time? I think it just makes, you know, keeps players at higher level of competition the entire time, less injuries. And I, I that's, and it just makes things more exciting add more well, value. Well, okay. So are you talking about uh, decreasing the amount of games a financial way or in like the I'm saying the spirit the of like game, the game. I think they should decrease for the spirit of the game, but it'll never decrease because of the financials. Because yeah. of the money that they make at each game and opening ballparks and stuff like that. It yeah. is just they'll never cut games. It's impossible. Yeah. No. I mean, That's especially because I mean the majority of these teams get the money from the TV deals and owning the station. SNY, yes, for example. You know, yes. yes. Like Wait, what? What do you say? <laughs> no, 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 no. What do you say? What do you say? I missed it. He said nothing. He just said yes, and then he went yes. No, like yes, 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 yes network. network. No. He's trying to cover it up now. You had a Dan moment. No, I no, I. Kn- <laughs> Do you actually think yeah, I did. didn't know what yes was? No, I'm just thinking that you didn't hear him say. Never mind, um, just continue. Oh no, 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 no! I heard it, and I thought someone else said something after. Go ahead. I think <laughs> I'm here. I think I'm hearing things. Lord help this child. Um, but yeah, so you know, with the money aspect of it, I mean, but you know, it, I just don't have the audacity to sit and watch all these games. I just don't. I just don't have it. Um, so uh, we'll see. But every night the Yankees field their top pitchers are like like there's some games where like let's say you're midseason you have judges her Stanton's on coming out of the minors because he's just coming off an injury. It's just like I don't feel like watching this game really. Like it doesn't have as much value. I mean a lot of guys are hurt, but yeah, it's just or like they're like oh this is a sample game for minor league guy. It's like 
Yeah, that like I'm saying that like that's how many games are when you can just like throw out guys to see what you got. You know, you got 160 games. We lose this game, so be it. That'll like that's something that'll never happen in other sports where you're just like, oh, let's just throw out a new quarterback this week, and uh, if we lose games, so be it. I mean, that only happens when you're just terrible. I agree. I mean, I mean, if it was baseball, I mean, the Bucks would be throwing out random bench guys to play games because screw it. I mean, it's a million games. It just I don't know. It just gets painful after a while. I mean, I agree. I feel like that, yeah. There's a little – that's facts, but, I mean, that was our nice little back to baseball. Uh, that was a nice little memorabilia. We'll hear hearing a lot more of this. I'm excited to get some baseballs. So, you know, it was a nice summer. It was a spring day sitting. You know, still the windows open, the Yankee game on. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready when, when, like, May, June – like, May, June hits when the Mets are under 500 and just cry. I'm ready for you that. picture again. Chris now with a Budweiser out by the pool watching some, you know, some good baseball. Out in Florida over there. You got nice weather while we're here under under snow piles like we yeah, live in Syracuse. It seems like more of like a mimosa guy. I think I might go golf tomorrow or something if I'm feeling up to it. Uh, <laughs> I think I might try this guy's flexing. to my well, mailbox. Yeah. yeah, this guy's flexing. Like, God yeah, forbid, yeah, yeah. I, I, sl- I slip on some ice. Like, God forbid. Hey, yo, comment down there, Donald. Like, we don't need golf games every other day. Like, it's okay. He's <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, we, we, sorry, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, kid. We can't hear. You. Are you covering your mic? You can't hear me. No, you're, you're 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 like ah. You're good. You're good. Wow. Oh. No, what do you think? I'll make fun of me because I'm in nicer weather. Sorry, you're under all that good white stuff. <laughs> all that snow. That that's a sniff right there for Dan. That's what we're gonna we're gonna clip that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> but going back. So you want to talk about the head coaches? So let's take it away, please. You know what, what do you got for us? Yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about the new head coaches, the new arrivals, because uh, who specifically? No, all of them. I want to go through all of them quickly. I know uh, I'm saying. I from the top, I, I, what do you got? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so I guess we would talk about Atlanta. I'm going like a self alphabetical order. Uh, you know, they they parted away with Dan Quinn. Uh, Raheem Morris was the interim. Was he from Morristown? Because I looked on his Wikipedia and it said he went Does to. Uh, well, he was born in Newark. I guess he went to the high school in Morristown. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. Actually, no. He said he went to Irvington. All right, whatever. Come on, fake. Come on, fake news, I man. Come on. I thought he's from Morristown. You know, you know, he, he probably did go to Morristown. Okay, anyways, but about the head uh, coaching but, hire. Yeah, so they hired Arthur Smith, the uh, O coordinator for uh, Tennessee. Was there? He's been there for. Since 2011, he was a he was he's actually been on both sides of the ball. He was a defensive quality, a defensive quality co- control coach. Um, worked for, worked in Washington as well. So like he started off on the defensive side, then he shifted to tight ends coach, assistant tight ends coach. So, so what you're seeing is, and you saw this with Salah, um, or you're going to see this with Salah. He's not calling plays anymore. And so I like, love that. Which, which, which the head coach should do what? Which what a head co- head coach should do, not so, play calls. So Joe Judge is doing this, which is what Brian I was Flores. Of on. Um, I still think the best example right now is Tomlin. They're running the whole show. I like it. Um, I think again. What are you doing? I saw, I saw a wrestling update, and I got sad. Um, but what was the wrestling update? <laughs> 
It was a it was a w, former WWE guy showed up on AEW Dynamite, and here we are. And I missed it. I'm kind of sad. You shed your couple tears now. It's okay. Get it out. Yeah. Come on, Kenta. Anyway, continue. No, so you know, I think for some teams it works, and for some teams it doesn't. Um, uh, you know, Giants, for example, Ben McAdoo, Pat Rimmer didn't work. Calling the plays didn't work. Have their head in the sheet doesn't work. Um, you know, if I'm if, again, big market, you make one little mistake, you're going to get fried. Um, but Joe Judge, you know, I like the approach of helping everybody, having the coordinators do the jobs. That's what they're there you for. Fill in the cracks where you need it. Andy Reid, best coach in the NFL right now. What's he doing? It's calling plays. So, you know, again, I think he, him and Tomlin are examples of CEOs who call plays. But, you know, this game, the, these like more CEO-like coaches are becoming very popular. And I, and I like that. I, I think it's awesome. I think they should be involved with who they pick and, and who they want. Um, uh, but, you know, McVay, uh, Shanahan, those are examples of guys. Uh, those, are, those are the exception. Those are exceptions. Those guys are, are gurus. They're the smartest in the game. And that's why they're doing that. Uh, but it's just not everybody can do what they do at that level. Um, yeah. So they're exception to the rule. They're not the rule. Yeah. yeah. I'd be shocked. That, yeah. what? I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Arthur Smith doesn't call the plays. So again, uh, me too. But for some of these guys that are calling the plays, there's nothing wrong with being a great offensive coordinator, a great defense coordinator, and a bad coach. You know, and I hate to say it, some teams like the Giants made the mistake on Shermer. It doesn't work. Now he's in Denver calling plays. Not saying yeah. he's doing a great job because he's not, but here we are. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I wasn't really the biggest fan of this hire, honestly. Like, I was, I was kind of like, I, just met. I guess, I, I guess he, okay, like, I guess he, you know, he turned around uh, Tannehill, got in a more comfortable position, but it felt like it was a mix of that, but mainly a mix of just a fresh start and a lot of pieces just fitting. Uh, so it wasn't really, I guess, play calling, but it was just, I don't know. I, I didn't really see him as like, oh, that's why. Um, so, and also his their, his new offensive coordinator, I'm just looking on Wikipedia, Dave Ragone, uh, passing coordinator, passing game coordinator and former quarterbacks coach of the Chicago Bears. So, oh, well, oh boy, that's going to be fun. Uh, worked with Mitch Trubisky. Great. Um, but yeah. I guess that was kind of like the whatever hire, honestly. Uh, I guess next we'll talk about go back to Detroit with Dan Campbell. Um, and I quickly want to talk about my point because he was in Miami. Um, obviously, he's replacing Patricia, um, who actually this is the one thing I wanted to bring. I wanted to bring up when we we're talking about Stafford, and I forgot, but now I remembered. He he Stafford rejected a trade opportunity to go to New England. And I'm like, hmm, wonder why. To New England, I, I hear that one. Yeah, he rejected the opportunity to go back to New England because Matt Patricia is rejoining the Patriots coaching staff. Oh, wow. If he went to New England. The thing, and you also see, sorry to go back to Stafford, but a trade also fell through with the Panthers that they oh, had yeah. it all ready to go, but they weren't willing to put Teddy Bridgewater into the trade. They wanted a quarterback for quarterback and the two ones – and they said we were not giving. They don't want to give Teddy, and that makes it was just amazing to me. Like why? Why not? What are they going to do yeah. with him? Like That's what? Crazy. What? 
That's crazy. Like, really? To, like, is Teddy Bridgewater your answer? I mean, it's what, 29, and you're bringing in Stafford for – I don't know. It was just absurd to me. I'd be livid yeah. if I was a Panthers fan. Yeah. If you had the chance to get Stafford and give up Bridgewater, be like, phenomenal, let's do it. Let's get it. Sign the papers. They had the physicals yeah. ready to go, and they just they didn't want to get it done. Anyways, who else we had hired? Yeah, so uh, Dan Campbell. Uh, okay. He was obviously in Miami for a bit. Uh, he has the amazing clip on Hard Knocks when the Dolphins run Hard Knocks back in 2012 when he just absolutely just ripped Michael Agnew, the uh, tight end, uh, a new one about run blocking. Great clip. Uh, and I, he was the interim head coach when Joe Philbin got fired. Um, just a high-energy, high-octane type of guy. And you saw him as, in, in the press conference. Like, that's what he is. Just loads of energy. Uh, he was he was with uh, New Orleans for the past uh, four years as an assistant head coach, Titans coach. So, yeah, he's a high-energy guy. And I love uh, Dan Campbell during his time in Miami. Just a a great character, a great guy. And it feels like this could go, go either two ways. It people will run brick walls through them and they can, they could make a nice run by just competing for him or they win like two, three games and they suck. Like, I mean, like I, that's the only way. Listening to the conference, it was kind of like Joe judges. I wanted to suit up and go run through wall for the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. That's how I felt with the Detroit head coach. Same way. You know, I I think they both had good messages, but you know, I want to see the production. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I I really like Dan Campbell. I hope it works for him in Detroit. I I thought I think he's great. Um. Next up, we got uh, Houston. Oh no! Well, I'm going through uh alphabetical order for teams. So talk about Houston and how they. Swung and miss with uh, David Culley, uh, Baltimore uh, assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, and passing game coordinator. Has been kind of all over the block. Was with uh, Andy Reid in uh, Philly and Kansas City. He was with Buffalo for a little bit. It's one of those hires where it's like you uh, don't really know until they really take over and you can't really say anything yet, but it just seems like a, I'm just mad about it. I don't feel terribly about it. I mean, it's just kind of like where did this guy come from? Why is he here? But at the same time, that's kind of happened with Joe Judge. I was like, who the hell is Joe Judge? Where the hell did this guy came out of? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's friends with this guy, knows this guy, you know, he's a pretty good guy. You know, it just we'll see as it pieces along along the season. But as of right now, I have no words. I just don't know. Never heard of him. At least it, it- – at least he didn't hire what the rumor was like what Josh McCown was interviewed or something like something. Josh crazy. McCown was interviewed for like, a, I don't think a head coaching job. No, he was not. No head coaching job. He was hired for the head coach. He was, I heard that he was coaching a, job. I thought it was in a coordinator actually, but head coach. He, he was hired for, he was for head coach. Like, so, okay. Like it, it, it's out of the box. It was a hell of a box hire, but not really. Cause the guy is 65. So it's like, he's like an experienced coach. Like he's been around. <laughs> for decades but i'm not sure like this is not really the greatest it, it just i don't know i i don't like and nothing i'm not saying he's, he's a bad coach i'm just saying it's just not the right by now if he's this old no okay i don't know what you're asking that could also no, be I, I, I question don't like so. if he's 65 is like why hasn't he been talked about before he's coming up on a I'm waiting on the enemy. I want to see. I want to hear more from him. 
I want to see. I mean, once again, I think my hypothesis is of an entire situation is that Bianami wants to wait out. Andy Andrew told him you're gonna take over, and he's just he's just waiting to, you know, I'd wait, I'd wait up to like five years if you told me I'm getting Patrick Mahomes because that's you're giving me 10 plus years of playoffs. I'm like who wouldn't want to wait for that and what risk go somewhere else, trash your reputation, and then you end up as a quarterback coach on a on a terrible team. I mean, that's kind of that's what Ben McAdoo did. It's just it's just a route you don't want to take. Well, you call Neil Manning back quarterback. That's not that's not my point. I'm talking. I didn't say bad quarterback. I said bad team. Mm, toast. Gonna have to re rehear that one. That's not, that's, that's not the point. No, I understand. No, I understand your point. Exactly. You you want to wait on it? I mean, I think that I just think Bianami's gonna stay there. But if he was, you know, actually looking for a head coaching job, I'm jumping on Bianami. I like him. Like him. At, like the few times I've seen him talk at press conferences. I mean, he's got to learn a thing or two sitting under Andy Reid. You got to learn something at some point. And I don't know. I could see him being a real option. Yeah. So, good luck to you, Deshaun. Next up, we got Jacksonville. They got rid of uh, Doug Marone, who's actually going to Alabama as the old line coach. And now they hired Urban Meyer. Uh, that This is going to be interesting. This is going to be a fascinating team to watch because of Urban and hope. We would expect Trevor Lawrence. It's like like a soap opera. You know, I mean, you have Urban Meyer back in there. You're bringing a first overall pick, a shaky organization, a small market. And uh, it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. The offensive coordinator that decided to pass the ball on the goal line in Seattle Patriots uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. It's definitely a testing roster. It's a learning year, but and they need all- to get. I think they have we- like, like serviceable weapons at the moment. Obviously, they don't have great receivers. They have okay receivers and a good running back right now. All you have to do for this one is give him protection. Give her Trevor. Let him make mistakes. Let him do whatever, but he can't be getting hurt. My mock draft, baby. Look at my mock draft. I think I, I, the, no. for a team. Actually, I think I had an outside linebacker go to them. But that's your main thing. What do you have to get it from free agency? Get it through the draft. Bring in guys. Test as many combinations as you can, and just don't let him get hurt. Don't let him happen to Joe, what Joe Burr happened, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just well, actually. I want to hit that at one point. I'm very concerned for him in the next couple of years. Who? Joe Burrow. Well, that's how they should just draft a quarterback. I mean, uh, uh, offensive lineman. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what they got to do. Like and, and they also should fire Zach Taylor because he's a terrible coach. But that's that's besides the point. Um, this is Urban's first job in the NFL, so I'm really intrigued. And he's been away from the game for the past couple of years. He's had health issues in the past, like a how very long? Drama filled career. Hundred percent. Like we do, but wherever he goes, he wins. So that that's the thing too. But the thing is, is this is like I said, this is his first job in the professional level. Like how long does his does his body take go until he leaves potentially? Because he's done it before. He might do it again. He he's he's fifty six. Like I feel like that's a conversation they've had to have had with the Jacksonville, where they're like, okay, if you're coming here, like what is this? And he probably told them the circumstances. And maybe he told them there's a chance, and they were willing to take that risk. Because really, I'd be willing to take the risk from Jacksonville. Because I would do. Why not? I mean, that's exactly. It's, it's really a why not mentality. Um, but yeah, you never know. There's been college, co- a lot of college coaches to come to the NFL and just have absolutely tanked. 
we've seen a couple in the process right now. We've seen what our poor man Shiano did. My my uh my guy comes to Tampa Bay and absolutely shit the bed after being phenomenal Rutgers. But it's just yeah. it's, it's something you never know because it's a whole different system. Yeah. You're not you know you're not bringing in your guys. You know, like, but obviously you're, you're talking, you know, through the draft stuff like that, but it's, it's not the same thing when you're bringing guys through high school and you have them for a bunch of years, it's a whole different dynamic. And it really comes down to who he hires, who he brings in. I know the man's definitely got a lot of connections. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but only thing that concerns me really, it, well, I bet you got the, he took the job because I would think that they gave him a lot of promises. I would think to come out of retirement probably has more control of the team than a normal coach does. Yeah. Although probably why, why do they, yeah. But why it's did like, they um, hire the, the GM? Why am I blank? Mike Mayock. No, talk a head coach. Well, John I'm Gruden, like, but they, they hired his them. guy, but behind no, his guy. That's why I completely blank. I'm saying it's Wait, like the same thing Mike as Gruden. He's the GM for the Raiders. We're saying it's, a, it's the same situation where you bring in Gruden, who's been away from the game, and you a guy like that to make them come back. You got to give them the keys. You'll have you know GM capabilities. Get the, it comes with a big salary. It's gonna be the same thing for Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is gonna do whatever the hell he wants in Jacksonville. Yeah, although their GM is Trent Balky, who used to was the San Francisco 49ers for uh, GM, who did not. And it's, and it's kind, of, kind of ran himself out of town. I can make the first pick next year. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, exactly. I mean, like, that's a situation so. that either goes really bad or really good. I mean, you've seen Bill has the keys. Obviously, Bill earned the keys, but he's done what but, Bill Blush does, and that's a rarity. I mean, Gruden's done – as of right now, he's done a decent job. I mean, remember what Chip – Philadelphia gave Chip Kelly the entire ability to do whatever the hell he wanted and he just absolutely tanked the team and disappeared. Yeah. You, you never know. You never want to give the keys to the wrong guy. And obviously they have faith in Urban Meyer. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we will definitely see. Uh, LA Chargers, they got rid of Anthony and Lynn. Good. Uh, and now it is uh, another kind of out-of-the-box hire. Uh, Brandon Staley, he was the defensive uh, coordinator for the Rams. Not uh, the direction I thought they would go. thought they too. would for I, sure go offense because of Herbert. Yeah, Brian Dable was a rumored uh, candidate, for the offensive coordinator for uh, Buffalo. Yeah, just a really intriguing hire. Uh, People are nervous yeah. now, like, oh, what is Herbert going to do? You know, it's, obviously, it's tough for rookies given a new system, new head coach, a new guy brings in his people. But I think he's a very intelligent kid. I mean, even from an academic standpoint, but just you can see how he studies film and how people talk about him. I think he'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. He He's not some bum that, you know, skips hours and is not in the locker room. Like, he no, puts it in yeah, the work. No. I think just Herbert will be perfectly fine. Yeah. The only thing that really can really concerns me, only thing, is not even like Staley. It's more like they hired this they had their new quarterback coach is Shane Day. He he was in San Francisco last this past two years. He was also in Miami as a tight ends coach. And like he practically almost ruined Mike Jasicki, like his final year in Miami. And so I don't like that hire. I really don't like that hire. Um they brought in Joe Lombardi from uh, New Orleans, I guess that's cool. Uh, I'm just looking at like their staff. I like to look at like also their positional coaches too. I think that's also a huge point too. Not a lot of names. I really, uh, Ronaldo Hill. I remember him from when he was in Miami. I remember being like, this guy sucks. Uh, but he's a he's the defensive coordinator. Uh, he seems like a smart guy. Like I saw him and he was on the 
Colin Coward show. Like he was interviewed. Seems like a smart dude, a really, really smart dude. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I will, although I will say they do have to improve that defensive side of the game. So I guess I could see from that standpoint, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this hire. So we're going to sell Yeah, I guess we'll go to sell. I, I mean, it was the next guy anyway, but yeah, he was the next guy anyway. So yeah, but Adam Gase is gone and Robert Sala's I mean, in. Good hire. Yeah. Uh, I, I just hate that. He's a motivator. I, uh, I know. That- I'm, we're starting to see a lot more like of those personality guys. And I like that. Those are those. That's my favorite style of head coach person. A lot of people love the gurus, football geniuses. I just I think your head coaches obviously got to be able to fill in the half football knowledge obviously but I think their main role has got to be a leader and a motivator and that's why I see more solid. If you work in the NFL, you're a smart guy. Obviously, like you know you know the exit though, so it's like it's got to be more than that. Like you know? obviously, as much as we hate Adam Gase, I mean the guy knows football clearly. He's a very smart football mind. As much as you may disagree, think he's a terrible head coach, but he just lacks a lot of decision making stuff like that. Where I'd rather like, have he, yeah. So yeah, he, he likes yeah. a brain. No. Exactly. But, Common sense. Yeah, but that's why I'd rather have, like we go through, our Joe Judge Blind Freud, as we mentioned this every single time, where we know they know football. Obviously, they know football. They've been around on Belichick. I mean, Joe Judge has been around Belichick and Saban. They know football. But they take more of a role as, I'm going to tell you what to do. Do your job. New England mindset, do what you have to do. And like we saw during the season where like there was lacking the outside, Joe Judge will step in there and he'll t- divert his attention where it needs to be. But he expects you as a coordinator to deal with the offense. You as tight ends coach, go deal with the tight ends and everybody as a unit gets it done. Yeah. I, there was like this great video that it was like him talking about like what there was like, there's like the video going around with Robert Sala, like doing like this presentation or something just, yeah, it seems like just all about character all about personality, just just getting smart people, just getting the right people, all about fit. And yeah, like I was hoping the Jets would do a Jet thing and just hire, just whiff again. But seems like they got they, a guy. They got a guy that was highly regarded, was a guy that had all, probably offers last year, came back to San Fran. And yeah, he's getting another shot. And and this is a team that want, that also needs a massive culture change. And hey, give it good credit to Joe Douglas. He's got he's got his guy. So I'll give him that. I really give him that. So doesn't really concerns me on the like roster side, but coaching. They need a lot of help on that side. That's true. So, that, that's Exactly, exactly. And last but not least, we got Philly. They fired Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. He brought in uh, – so we talked about press conferences with Dan Campbell and how fiery his was. Then there was Nick Sirianni's press conference where I'm not going to rip on him. I'm really not because you've you've seen – I've been in press con- – uh, Xbox Live. Exactly. I've been in Xbox Live, Xbox Live party chats with you guys, and I – and I, you, you see me stuttering over my words and slurring and stuff. Like he, he does, you know, he does this. He did the same thing. He did but the same thing. Not, though, they seem to have the Eagles hired a yes man 
Frank Reich prodigy. So there's a connection there. And yeah. they clearly chose the quarterback over the coach. So, yeah, no, they did. that's going to work out. Exactly. Well, it's absolutely dumpster fire. You know, that's, that's what I'm hoping for at least. Yeah. Yeah. This was another one that really came out of nowhere. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Yeah, I was like, really? Nick, like, does he also, he doesn't call the plays too. That's Frank Reich. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not sure about this. just makes you think and you're like, you know, did they really hire someone that they really think is going to win or did they just hire a guy that they want to hear? If that makes sense. Well, I think the I, management's going to take a lot of control and they kind of just put a guy 100%, there. 100%. Like it almost gives me like Jason Garrett vibes, like where they're like, you're just gonna stand there, and I'll be Jerry Jones. I'll do whatever the hell I want with the team and the roster. Yeah, obviously you're gonna call plays and stuff like that, but you're just gonna be you're just gonna be a play guy. You're not really taking over the team that much. Yeah. How long has Howie Roseman been there? Oh, he's been there for two decades. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but at least they did fire Doug Peterson. He's should have been out of the job like even last year, but um, yeah, Sirianni. I'm not sure. I'm shocked that like some like there was like some obvious like the guys that were highly touted like the enemies of the world, uh, Brian Dable, uh, Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator for Indianapolis. None of those guys went. There was a bunch of really the only one that was like you would like expect all those coordinators is Sala. Really, maybe. What's the maybe name of Swan of the Snake? Because I mean, you never know. Like you see, maybe it was like we could win a Super Bowl next year. I mean, it's a good roster bringing a quarterback. That's the, once again, that's a roster that could win a Super Bowl next year because they have a lot. They're the most cap in the league. Not the most. I'm pretty sure they actually. I think they do have the most cap. I think in the they league. do have the most cap. I think. I, what they go eleven and five. That is the, the most. The Colts. Colts. That's the most prime Colts situation. Have the, in the most league. cap in the league for I think almost like three years in a row, or, or like top five, three years. So in a row so you just went eleven and yeah. five, and you got the most cap. They're going to spend a lot of money. There's a lot of them. They're ready. Like They're that's the situation you talk about before, where it's like you you know build what you have, and then when the time is right, spend the money. This is the the off season where they have to just dump money. They need to sign contracts, bring in some big names and big guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. That's number one's quarterback. I think Philip Rivers is what held them back personally. I do too. And, oh yeah, I agree too. Oh, I didn't think he played that bad in the playoff game, but yeah. I mean, look, if Andrew, if Andrew Luck was still was here, that if Andrew Luck was still here, they're, they're once again, AFC final, the same situation. And, uh, I still feel terrible for Colts fans. I mean, that was just – that's still insane to me that he's gone. I, I, don't, I, remember, I don't feel bad for them. They started bullying him. Once again, imagine he was to come back. Imagine Andrew – because he said it when he retired. He was like, I'm there not was, closing the door to ever returning. I saw on Twitter, and I, like I guess, and Pat McAfee was talking about. There was like a rumor circulating that he might come back, like a speculation he might come back. I mean, now you see a little bit of protection going on. Like, let's say to tell him, look, we have a decent offensive line, and we are going to draft another guy. Well, you know, because that's what that was the biggest problem in his entire career. He's getting knocked on his ass every single play. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm Andrew Luck, I'd be like. If this is the time, then when is? I feel like this. I mean, this is it's. Go, it's ride or die time like let's go they left the door open from he still has, he's still friends with the people on the roster the people on the team still keeps close connection with the Colts I could see it happening didn't like one of their old linemen retire like what Dave Const- uh, DeConstanzo 
I think one of them retired or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. they, they also have Quentin Nelson. So, so Quentin Nelson is the best lineman in the league. So Quentin Nelson for sure. I mean, he's, he's from New Jersey too. Yeah, Notre Dame boy. So those Notre Dame linemen are always tanks. So. Yeah, and tight ends. And tight ends too. You always draft those like those power guys at Notre Dame. You never take it like those skill guys or quarterbacks in Notre Dame. They always end up being ass. It's got facts though. No, like really. You take like yeah. you take like uh, defensive players, like old linemen, and don't touch anything else. Yeah. God forbid you take like a running back at a Notre Dame and just be like, oh well, goddammit. I'm trying to think of the last good running back. Oh, Jerome Bettis. So no, that's really the last one. How long ago was that? Like two decades ago. You're like, hey, we got Chase Claypool. Like, like, like a little more. Well, not. I don't like him anymore. I don't like him anymore. Yeah, he. <laughs> Pittsburgh corrupted him. Pittsburgh corrupted him. Mike Tomlin's most overrated. Co- I, I, we, we've talked about this in a couple of uh, episodes ago. He's the most overrated coach in the league, Mike Tomlin. We do not care. Well, Here's the video of him. Oh yeah. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's a, oh, we don't care. That's the, I mean, Juju, I wonder where he's going to go in the offseason. That would be oh, interesting. A lot of teams need receivers. The, you know who I think – like, so I've, I pulled a bit of a Chris's scene. You started watching a little bit of film on some people. You know who I think is a real sleeper in this draft? It's kind of like the just – I think Bateman is going to be a baller. I was watching a little bit on him. I mean – He's runs like once again high tier routes, obviously, but he has phenomenal hands. He's high speed receiver, making phenomenal catches. I mean, I was watching some of the coverage he was catching balls on. He was catching deep balls, running past DBs, and still making contested catches that you don't see guys like Tyreek Hill making plays on. Where if, like you, you know. see a rare combination of speed guys and speed guys with hands. I mean, like you will think about it. You had what's the name? Uh, John Ross, who is absolutely terrible. I mean, Henry Ruggs, who had a very underwhelming year, who was coming phenomenally out of Alabama. I mean, he Bateman looks like he can be like a Justin Jefferson-esque, like real good receiver. The only other two and the other guy I was watching on who now I've shifted my mock draft a little bit is Jalen Waddell. I think he's a plug in like best route runner in the league. Not right at the NFL, I'm saying, but coming out of college. I think he was running some routes. In like some in drafts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I think okay. some of some of his routes are just flat out unguardable. Like you run some of his he has, yeah. some body fakes matched with his speed are ridiculous. He those, has Tyreek Hill favorite. speed. Like he's just – he has that like dynamic those, ability. Those two receivers are my highest like – draft position to reward ratio like obviously you know Devonte smith and jamar chase like we we all know that i'm talking about guys that are 10 plus yeah i mean i was yeah. thinking about today though toast um you're you know there's only really been think one receiver drafted in the top 10 I forget what stat it was, but it was like the mark. Was it the who was the old? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Who was the old wide receiver for the Broncos? We're like 80. oh, Demaryius Thomas. Demaryius Thomas. It was a, It was like a stat with him. 
and it was something with like catches, yards, and touchdowns. Okay. First round, and he was like the only one the past like ten years. Um, so I really wouldn't be shocked if if the Dolphins drafted like Micah Parsons. Or, or I would, if I don't. I'd be I'd be completely yeah. satisfied if I was the Dolphins. I'm taking Micah. I would prefer to trade down. Uh, yeah. Well, so what would you want? Like more draft capital? Trade down, more draft capital, and pick Jalen Waddle if you want. But that high to pick a, uh, I don't know. If, look, uh, like you can, there, there's, there'll be someone, there'll be someone in like the late, the late teens, early teens, like somewhere on like 10, 11, 9, 10, I think there's 11. a lot of value in you those can, top you can, 15 picks. It's very, like, this is, yeah. a, this is an interesting, uh, draft class, but I think there's gonna be a lot of receivers specifically taken in this first round. And it's like weird because there's a yeah. it's a mixture of there's a lot of teams that need receivers and a lot of good receivers coming into the draft. Yeah and I mean there I was, was could... that last draft class that was a lot of receivers and it just it did it didn't I'm thinking what year it was. But I think it was the year with um I'm trying to I'm blanking on his name. He ended up coming to the Giants for a little bit. Corey Coleman. Really traffic. Yeah, Corey Coleman was that class. It was a whole bunch of receivers taken there. Pretty much that. all were bad. They were all bad first round receivers. Probably 2015, 2016 was that year. It was right, it was right around that range. Corey Coleman was phenomenal in college. You know, injury here, bad hands there. Did he go to school? Did he go to Baylor? Baylor. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Some guys just don't pan out. Yeah. Development, coaching, situation. Everything, I, I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins don't pick a wide receiver with their first first round pick, and they might pick someone day and like day two or something. I'll be shocked. So I think there's the most talent in the league in terms of wide receivers. I think that's where the most talent is per in a, in a position. Yeah. Well, also don't forget the skill positions in general: running backs, yeah. quarterbacks. In everyday starting offensive lineman or an everyday yeah. starting middle linebacker, you just don't find that all the time. Yeah, but with the wide receiver and the running back, you can find those guys because they don't have to That's play. True. That's true. Yeah, but also don't forget, free agency hasn't happened yet. So true. So uh, yeah. let's be real. If you think about it realistically, the trade hasn't happened yet between the Lions and the Rams. It's not official until the end of free aid, you know, until the start after that first week of free agency. So, yeah. 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 All right. I want to finish off with one more thing that we'll head out is uh, make some uh, award predictions because the awards are NFL awards are this Saturday. So I'll make a little prediction. So we'll we'll go, we'll run through some of these uh, awards and, yeah, we'll, okay, we'll, 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 we'll say each award and we'll, each person will give our thoughts and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So, uh, Coach of the Year. Like, who do you guys think is going to Coach of the Year? Andy Reid. Stefanski. They don't, they don't care. If, coach of the, coach I, of the I'm Year. i who I think is going to win Coach of the Year. If I was to pick my Coach of the Year, I would have gone with, like, Flores personally. But he should yes, win. Uh, Stefanski will probably be up there. Stefanski's going to I think everyone's going to vote for Reed. That's just normally how it goes. No, 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 no. Coach, really? of the year is, Coach of the Year is always most improved team. 
This that's man, how it always works. Yeah. This man don't get it. Right, he, fair, fair. No, you, you, you honestly don't. Have you seen these awards? It's like no, have, year, it's always most improved team. Okay, it's always most Matt Nagy won it, I think. So, I think Flores should win it. I really do. I know it's it's biased for me, but Stefanski. Okay, he's done a great job in Cleveland. However, that no team for that. What you say? It, it kind of can't first year. Who Stefanski? Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no ground for this. Is just a starting point, right? So. What I'm saying is that team was expected to be good last year, but what happened? They they got the coach they got the coach completely wrong. So they just needed to get someone who was competent, and Tim Stefanski is at least competent. He's a good coach. Flores, like that team sucked. Last year, I mean, they were supposed to be the worst team in the league, and it wasn't. They were supposed to be the worst team in the league, and they won five games. And heck, even even then, this year they were kind of like, okay, they might hover around like five hundred or whatnot, and they won ten games. I mean, that team where they won five games might have been the least talented roster I've seen in my lifetime. They like, were. That was. I think that team was worse than the one sixteen Browns in reality. Like from from just a straight roster from, standpoint. From a roster standpoint, a hundred percent. But they. Their coaching walk just runs laps around them. But I think Flores should win it. It seems biased. I, it's probably going to go to Stefanski, but I'm hoping Flores wins it because, mm-hmm. A, pride for me as a Dolphins fan, but, B, just looking at the situation, just having some context, like Flores just inherited a blob of nothing, and he turns in, turned into gold. That's all my. That's what I think. Um, I'm looking at, like, NFL, NFL.com, and – I guess like some of the writers had like their rankings and second place was Sean McDermott. I don't like, I like Sean McDermott, but he should not I can be see him like, getting votes. I can he, see you get votes, but not above Brian Flores. Like get that crap out of here. Bozo. Then um, what next? What we got MVP. Yo, we got a couple. Oh, of- sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Sit back. Sit back. Rutgers. I think this is a unanimous one. Comeback player of the year. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think nothing we, to say there. Yeah, next year is going to be really interesting because it's going to be Saquon, Odell, and Christian McCaffrey just to start. Okay, so, that's true. Christian McCaffrey, if he puts up anything remotely close to what he should, he'll win it. Yeah, probably. That's the rookie of the year. I'm Give me some go names because I like Herbert. Um, defensive, 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 and defensive. Give me some names. Who who we have coming out this year? Get on the Chiefs. I forget his name. Like Sneed. Yeah, I think he's gonna win. I think it's Chase Young. Oh, I completely forgot. I yeah, it's just because it also because of how big of a name he is that the Chase Young will take it. Yeah, he's, he's, the guy's also a beast too. So. He was invisible in the he first round of the playoffs. Player. But people What's make it? this year was like the like the greatest defensive rookie year ever. No, like, no, no, it wasn't. He didn't even get 10 sacks. Bosa had a better rookie. Bosa's rookie year, which is oh, absurd. Yeah, no, 100 percent Yeah, no, 100 percent I thought you had a, I thought you had a really I thought that's, that's another a lot of flashes that, and stuff. So that's another guy I wouldn't be surprised if one comeback player of the year. Oh, him, yeah, because mm. Wait, what about a 
Oh yeah, true. There's George Kittle maybe in that conversation too. No. How about any, anyone from San Francisco? How about any, that? Anyone with an ACL, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I think Chase Young's gonna get it. So, yeah, okay. he was a Pro Bowler this year, All Pro. Like, they'll get it to him or something. Uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, I think of the Her- year. offensive. I think for the year. Yeah, I think Herbert will win it. What's that? Chase Young was All Pro this year. Was he? I don't think so. No way. Uh, maybe I'm talking my ass. Pro Bowl, yes. I don't think he was all pro. Well, I mean, all no, pro. My, my, my bad. I, I misread it. Yeah, was all, he, was, he was an all, he was an all rookie. He was an all rookie team. He was an all rookie team. Yeah, all pro. But yes, he will win defensive rookie of the year. And it's it's not close, really. And you're saying what? Offensive rookie of the year, I'm going Herbert. And I, I would like to see Justin Jefferson win because he's been like my my pick for top Your man receiver. Crush. Yeah, my top receiver in the league since like week two. But yeah, I mean Herbert's gonna win quarterbacks always take like precedent over every award, pretty much. Well, I, I agree, but he did break like every stat. So it's oh, yeah. like, not get it. Either way he would get, it, but I'm saying that like, even if he didn't have a good number, is they're gonna give it to him. And he practically made the charges relevant. So yeah. Alrighty. Uh defensive player of the year. Xavier Howard. Should be. No one heard of it. It should Zavis. be. I mean, it'll probably be like Aaron Donald. <laughs> it'll probably go to him, honestly, but it should be mm-hmm. Xavier Howard. He's like the first player to have I, double digit interceptions in like I was, four, I was four about ten to say, years. That's what'll do like, it. That's what's gonna give him the award is the interceptions. I think he's not the best cornerback in the league. Don't want to get into that conversation. I think it's Jagger Alexander. It's not the point though. Um, yeah it's not the point. You have to asshole. sign him in every damn Madden franchise league. I mean Jair Alexander doesn't have as many interceptions. That's why it's such a flaw set because they don't we go throw. over it. We go over it. They don't throw the ball. We get it. We just, understand. He, they don't even throw the ball near him. That's the only reason. But but still, once again, you got 11 in the interception. That's still ridiculously difficult to do. He's going to win defensive play of the year off of that. He should win it. He should. Uh, and I don't know why the hell, like, this whole T.J. Watt, like, things going on. Like, I mean, he, he is a beast, but. He is a beast, but, like, what, how many sacks do he have? I think, like, 15. 15? Hold on. Yeah, he had 15 sacks. Hold on. I'm looking at Cameron Wake and how many sacks he had one year. He's a Penn Stater. He's a Penn Stater. He he played, he was in uh, New York for a little bit. One year he had a, he had 15 sacks as well. Cam Wake. And where was his defensive player of the year considerations? Well, Get no one likes the Dolphins. So. Yeah, but he's a beast. <laughs> I'm not saying I dislike them, but yeah, dude, Jory Porter, his like second year in Miami had like 17 sacks. Like get get out of here, with this garbage. Yeah, and also Pittsburgh's yeah. You know, Steeler fans are all are Steeler. I was like, get out of here. Like, like the most like the like the most unlikable fans in my Don't opinion. even get me started I, about old head dolphins fans. They might be some of the most annoying human beings. Yeah, they might have 15 sacks. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, 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 peak. No. What do you say, bud? I said old head dolphins fans might be the most toxic human beings to ever walk mm. the face of the earth. Like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the 70s. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Did I stutter? <laughs> I've been saying that. Like, he also doesn't have a, a trillion arguments with his dad about everything with the Dolphins. I do. I don't like watching games with him. I love him. All my. Also, you're proving my point. 
yeah, but I gotta defend my dad, so fuck you. So, I, I, wait, what do you think? I'm gonna like, she's like, oh, yo, facts, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, move on. let's move on. Uh, so, offensive player of the year, Patrick Mahomes. I think like Josh I Allen. Surprise the MVP of Aaron Rodgers. So, wait, so is it like the offensive player of the year? It's like, like it's it, like runner up to the MVP, basically. Okay. It's like we remember Brady and Matt Ryan's. I got stuff. it. Uh, yeah, probably. It probably is quite. I say Josh Allen too. I feel like I'm not a lot of people talk. Yeah, I probably go Josh Allen. And I think they'll also have that like improvement sort of ordeal like oh he came out of nowhere and look at him like i, I people think yeah, probably josh allen if it wasn't brady i would say brady because you know you know, a whole new team all that this that the other but just you know voter fatigue exists it's like sending lebron people are just not going to vote for brady yeah like we've had enough of you old man like go yeah. take your super bowls please yeah. exactly nfl no nfl.com said like their writers they said derrick henry was gonna win it how do you feel about that yeah yeah, I, don't, I don't think so, too. Also, got a guy and, who should be in consideration, but just won't win the award. Yeah. Well, okay. MVP. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like he's the beginning of the year. Off, off years for him or career highs for others. It's phenomenal. He's just, he's just not human. Uh, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's making Matt, uh, Matt LaFleur look like a good coach, in my opinion. So that's pretty much it. Okay, we'll wrap it up on that. You know, cue the cue the music. Thank you, Ted, for joining us for another good yeah. time. Go and- follow us on our social media platforms, please. Instagram and Twitter, and we'll be catching Zombies gameplay tomorrow, actually. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying out new stuff. Tev, you're in, man. You got to join us. You, you and Dan take live on. New zombie, Zombies map goes live at 2 a.m. We're playing it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not playing it at 2 a.m. I'm going to bed. No, we're not playing it at 2 a.m. What would be insane? No, no, we're playing at 4 a.m. I still got classes in the morning. Like, I don't just like – if I had no classes in the morning and I was like, you know, just chilling, yeah, I'd be up at 2 a.m. playing Zombies. But I would. You know, you wouldn't, if you had nothing to do tomorrow. Absolutely. I would go to sleep and get my, get my shut eye. A loser. That, that's my saying. <laughs> At least you're not Dan. Dan goes to sleep at like 8. I think like 7.30, honestly. <laughs> on, like, on like a good day. All right. All right. Let's, let's uh, sign off. <laughs>